Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, we can move on now to Pat's Puri, where we go around. Uh, a couple quick fire. Yeah, exactly. Andy's favorite part of the show here. It is. A couple quick fire things uh, about the Patriots. First off, we talked, you guys, you and a- you and Fitzy talked about the Devon Godshaw extension last week. Yep. And now we have another extension. Bill Belichick really feeling in the mood of handing out money. This came out yesterday. Jake Bailey gets an extension. The punter. I, for one, think this is dumb. Why are we paying a punter $4 million a year or whatever it is? Uh, Bill, I've seen Belichick find punter after punter and never have an issue. Um, so this to me is actually kind of surprising. I know it technically frees up cap space, but at the same yeah. time, it's confusing to me. I don't quite get it. So what do you make it, of this? It lowers his cap number, I think, $1.85 million, something like that for this year. He was set to make just under $4 million based on the fact that he was all pro, pro bowl. It's almost yeah. an NBA-like escalator. He was yeah. good. And Bill actually talked about this today, and I found his comment very interesting, so I'm going to read a portion of it. Go um, good to get that worked out. The way that the system, the NFL salary system works in his particular situation, it was a little bit unique. We hadn't dealt really dealt with that before, but ultimately with Jake and his agent, Doug Hendrickson, we were able to work it out. So it was good to get that done. Sort of a unique situation. Took some time, but they were great. And we had great communication, lengthy talks, blah, blah, blah. Everybody who thought there was a chance he might get cut. I think they were right. Bill was not going to pay $4 million for the punter. I think... They had to work through this and extend it and lower the cap number. Bill did not want a $4 million punter on his books, certainly coming off a terrible year, which I yeah. know he was injured, but it was a bad year. Um, I thought Bill was very emphatic there and like the, whatever their, their pay structure is on a, on this year's basis, he was above it and they weren't going to pay that out. So um, I think it's good for them because from what I've seen in the spring and early summer, Jake Bailey's ready to come back and be the all pro that he was a couple years ago. That's good news. And since the offense looks like crap, he may get lots of opportunities to flip the field and change the field uh, positions. So um, I think this is good for everybody. I think he's a good punter. I don't think it's a crazy contract. I understand what you're saying, but it's really pittance money in the scheme of yeah, 200, $225 million like, to me, salary caps. Belichick could have just identified a guy in this draft he liked. Like, it, Say, for instance, he actually liked the punt god, Matariza. Yep. And he could have drafted him and been like, yeah, I'm just going to start my rookie rookie punter. I'll cut the $4 million guy, pay this guy a couple hundred grand, and we'll move on. Because that's wow. just – that normally – would have made more than a couple hundred grand. I mean, the rookie minimum is what, 700 grand now or something? Even in the fourth round? Oh, yeah. There's oh, the, okay. the okay, yeah, so yeah, no. okay, so, so I he, mean, but regardless, so he it's still a difference point, between, but he took 3.9, but 
down to 2.1. He's going to have to pay the rookie 700,000, Now the difference is only 1.2 to 3 million. I know this guy's an True. all pro. I know he can do it. I know he can do it in the cold and he can do it yeah. here in New England. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I get it. I mean, I just, I, I feel like his entire career, Belichick has done a very good job at identifying punters. So it's just like, I don't know. I think to that's me. a little overrated. His dad once told people if they could get rid of Ken Walter, then they'd actually be a really good team or whatever. He ripped the punter. Well, all right then. Um, uh, so speaking of guys that the Patriots may or may not or should target, uh, we're going to tweet Andy. Yes. From at Quality Smoke, <laughs> Six oh Rings Pod. Not a lot of positive buzz about the Patriots linebacker core. Should yeah. they spend next year's free agency money now and make a trade for Roquan Smith? He's an elite middle linebacker in his prime, which is something seldom available. Now, we, I feel like, have been more positive about the linebacking court today than normal uh, and then uh, more po positive than a lot of other positions today. Um, but, Andy, do you think a move for Roquan Smith is A, a good idea, and B, feasible? Um, I think it's unlikely. I'll start with the second part first. Okay. I think it's very unlikely. Um, I think he's going to get good money. I know he's been in talks yeah. with the Bears for an extension. I liked him coming out as a you know the atypical, not a Patriots linebacker a couple of years ago because it's a good linebacker. Yeah, like I like his style. I think he's a good player. Um, I just think Bill probably looks at this as do I want to like spend money, make a trade, like invest all of that or draft my own version of him? Now they may also be selling themselves on, um, their Ro Raekwon, not Roquan, their Raekwon McMillan veteran yep. and Cam McGrone are going to be 80 cents on the dollar on that guy. I don't have to trade for him. I don't have to pay him. I do think they're trending toward athletic linebackers. I think it's a slow process here. Dante Hightower's exit is part of it. Certainly. Kyle Van Oy, Jamie Collin, like the bigger, they're, they're going to trend out of those. Although Tavai is kind of big, who Bill seems to like. Um, but no, like I love the idea. Like just me, Andy Hart, the GM, would probably do it because I like fast playmaking linebackers. Um, yeah. Depending on the price, obviously. I don't know what it would cost you trade and dollars to get it done. But I would love to have a guy like that yeah. in the middle of my defense. Because if you tell me I have Barmore, I have Godshaw, who they like sure. more than I do, but whatever. He's a fire hydrant. He's a big yep. space eater. I have an e edge guy in Judon, who's a three-time pro bowler. And now I add like a runaround linebacker. I'm starting to put together Cook a with gas a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, good. I, I would love a guy like Roquan McMillan. I think he's very talented. I think he would be excellent for any defense. The issue is, is I look at it like, well, the Patriots didn't really want to make a run at Bobby Wagner at all. And that doesn't cost you any assets except money. With right. Roquan Smith, you have to use assets and then pay him money. So I understand he's much younger and and probably a little bit more athletic. But in just in my head, if you're not even going to inquire about Bobby Wagner, I can't imagine that they would waste uh, money and assets to go get Roquan Smith. Even yeah, the one really difference like would be... For him, he's a four-year player, like yeah. your, your middle of career. And I was just checking. He's had, based on, these are pro football reference numbers, but 98 and 95 tackles the last two years when he's started every single game for the Bears on defense, 16 a year ago, 17 the year after. He puts up the crooked numbers. I think, yeah, second team all pro. I mean, you're talking about a young Bobby a Wagner. shit guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so 
there might be like the cost will be higher because you have to Much trade higher. for them and give them a huge contract, but you can sell yourself on. I'm if I did it right the now, centerpiece of my defense for at least five years. So mm -hmm. I'll get years, years five through nine in his career, maybe more than that. You know, I might get, but even just if I'm being, you know, maybe it's he starts to wear down or whatever on the back end, you're getting the prime of his career type linebacker in the middle of your defense that you're trying to rebuild and sort of do on yeah. the fly. But we've spent a lot of time talking about it. I don't think it's very likely. So the other guy I actually noticed today is also on the market. Um, and the price probably is coming down because no teams have shown interest. Do you have any interest at all in a guy like Deion Jones in Atlanta? Like I know he is the Atlanta has made him available, but they have no intention of cutting him. So is there any chance Belichick would take a flyer on a guy he has seen in a Super Bowl play really well, but who has struggled in recent years? Um, for the right price, absolutely. I am on the record. Um, now it may have course been in that Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe I said Deion Jones can play for me any day. Um, yeah. kid can fly. Kid could fly. He like he was so, awesome. If he were just available and I could sign him, certainly. Like, do you he, think Belichick would do like a five for seven pick swap? Like he gives up five, gets a seven, and um, Deion Jones. The only thing I'm not aware of is his contract. Is uh, I can the, tell you that in two seconds. Hold on. Yeah, because I like the player. I think he. If you're trending towards athletic linebackers, I think you can do worse than Deion Jones. And he's so made the contract right now. Uh, he is in, he is, yes. So his his salary base salary nine point six million uh, this year. Next year would be just shy of twelve million. Yeah, it's not horrific. It's not unreasonable, but at the same time. It's good money. Not great. Yeah. I mean, like, but the Falcons, I'm pretty sure in the report and I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the report, the Falcons have stated that they would probably eat, or at least the report is that they would eat some of that money. Okay. So if, if you could like, if you could get, if you give up a fourth, you get seventh in Deion Jones and the Falcons, let's say they eat half of that or even a third of that. So he's only five or 6 million. Now, does it sound more appeasing to you? Yeah, and I was just double checking because um, I'm not going to pretend that I followed him completely uh, closely. Yeah, he started 16 games in each of the last three years. Yeah, and I so, understand he wasn't very he wasn't as good as he had been the last two years. Um, he wasn't that great, the, uh, but at the same time, the, he's young enough where there's still a lot of potential there. We know the athleticism. Like, yeah. if the contract isn't that bad, you might be okay. He's a uh, wait, is Jason Rosenhaus related to Drew Rosenhaus? So they same firm, yes. Okay, yeah. And so he's a Rosenhaus guy. Which every Belichick Patriot knows how to do is a Rosenhaus with. guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. they are. They're kissing cousins. They're on great terms. Yeah, his numbers fell off last year, but not like he had no interceptions. He had had an, at least an interception uh, every year of his career. Wow, <laughs> including uh, five of them returned for touchdowns. I didn't know that. Um, playmaker Athlete. with the ball in his hands. But he had 137 tackles last year. He still had two sacks, eight tackles for a loss, four QB hits. Like, like that's usable. Like that's still good numbers. That would be by far an away. And that's also Patriots on linebacker. an Atlanta team that stunk. They right. were so bad. So uh, yeah, I'd be all in for Deion Jones because, as I said years ago, I proclaimed I'm all in on Deion Jones, and I'd still yeah. like to see him in a Patriots uniform, and I I'd like to see that type of player in a Patriots uniform. I, and I'm not I think sold. That's and I think that's so much more realistic than a Roquan Smith, right? Roquan Smith's yes. cost is so high where 
Atlanta's trying to just get rid of Deion Jones. So right. if you could get him for a middle round draft pick or something along those lines, yes, or even like a couple middle round yes, draft picks like that, you're cooking with some gas. Especially if there's some uh, flexibility with the contract, either with yes. him, with them, whatever, however that would work out. Uh, I'd be intrigued by that. Uh, can I offer up one? Yes, please. Okay. So from my side of the table, um, our friends at BetQL did one of those. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not a shot at our friends at BetQL. This is a shot at these simulations, but they did one of those. Well, we simulated 10,000 times, and here's what the results were. I don't know if I trust those computers or those simulations or the Maddens or any of that crap, but I'll yeah. give you the results from BetQL running 10,000 simulations of the season. Your New England Patriots, here's where I take a shot at BetQL, finish with eight and a half wins. You're not allowed to finish with eight and a half wins. You either no. finish with nine wins or you finish with eight wins. So I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they think the Patriots are a nine-win team, nine and eight on the season. Um, they give the Patriots, based on their 10,000 simulations, a 32% chance to go to the playoffs and 11% chance to win the division, which yep. I would say the, the 11% seems high. Josh Allen must have died in some of those simulations. Um, so... Well, first of all, one thing I don't love of their simulations, they don't have a single team winning more than 11 and a half games. They have the Bills at 11 and a half games. That's the highest win total. I would bet your soul that some team in the NFL wins at least 12 games this year. Some uh, yeah. Andy, I would also make that bet. Like, yeah, I, I don't use, know if that's a real bet. I could, well. Like, if I could yep. bet that anywhere, just to anybody, one of the 32 teams will win 12 games. Yeah. Seems like. The lock of all locks. I mean, look at the divisions that Green Bay and Tampa Bay are in. Like, one of those two teams has to win 12 games. I mean, Green I Bay has think. done – Green Bay has won 13 games three years in a row. It's not yeah, like – I understand. I understand they traded Devontae Adams. I get it. But their defense has improved, and it's still Aaron Rodgers is a back-to-back -back MVP. So Plus, it's like you don't to win the bet. You don't need Green Bay to do it. You just need you just need anybody. Yeah. So it could be the Cowboys. It could be the Eagles. It could be the Rams. It could be the Bucks. Anybody. It could be the Bills. It could be literally anyone. A bill like I just the, it, it could be the Bengals. It could be the Ravens. It could be the Chargers. It 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 stunned me that they didn't have anybody in this day and age. Like I'd like to go back and look. When was the last time? I'm gonna laugh my ass off if somebody tweets in. Actually, two years ago, nobody will. Like, no, because you're right. The the Packers have done it three done it three years. years in a row. Yeah, but. I just feel like every year somebody wins that many games. I'm curious if there was even a year where like a team didn't win at least 12 games. Yeah, I, I can't imagine, but maybe I'm missing something here with their simulations. But um, the, the good news for Patriots fans, while you research that quickly, is that yep. They do have the Patriots in second place in the in the AFC East with eight and a half wins, just better than the Dolphins, who they have at eight wins and having only a 28% chance to make the playoffs. But the thing that disappoints me is it's like there's nothing really overly um, unique about this. I think every I mean, Vegas has set the Patriots at eight and a half wins, right? Oh, yep. so you put them right at eight and a half wins with your little like you don't go over, you don't go under. Um, everybody thinks the Dolphins and the Patriots may be fighting for second place and they might dog it out for a playoff spot so it is what it is it's a nice it, simulation this research by the way is made very easy by the fact that the patriots have won 12 or more games every year like <laughs> basically since right. like 2000 and, and 2000 
Right. So it's, and when it's, when they stopped, the Packers started the last yep. couple of years, right? Like they pick up the slack. That like I think it's been a while since a team hasn't won twelve games. Okay. I really oh, I thought I had one, but I thought it was two thousand two. But Philly, Green Bay, and Tampa all won twelve games that year. Three. Yeah. Three of them. Um, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm back to two thousand, and uh, so two thousand three of them again. Or no, four of them. Like, yeah. So this is. I mean, it can't. I don't even know if there's ever been an NFL. It probably, season. it probably has, but we just proved that prior to the 16 plus. game schedule is probably yeah. when the last time it was. And oh, by the way, we're in a 17 game schedule now, so you have an extra yes. opportunity to win a 12th game. It's even more likely now. Correct. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Patriots eight and a half wins according to BetQL and their simulations. 32 percent chance to make the playoffs. What say you about their 32 percent chance to make the playoffs? Accurate. Uh, it's it's pretty close. I would say just a smidge high. I'd be more closer to the 25% range than the 33% range. That's just my opinion. But I mean, it's in the, it's, it's a couple percentage points. So sure. I think it's weird that they have like a higher percentage or a close. Yeah. A higher percentage than a team like the Raiders. I understand that the Raiders play in the AFC West, but to me, that roster is just far and away better. Like I look right. at the Raiders offense and I go, how the hell do you get them off the field on third down? Whereas I look at the Patriots offense and I go, how the hell do they convert on a third down? <laughs> or how do they get I, the other team off the field on third down? Right. So like, I just, I look at that and that to me is confusing, but like, I, sure. If you want to give them a third of the, the 30% chance to, to make the playoffs, fine. I guess that works. I probably would have been not significantly, but comfortably over that number. Uh, okay. before camp started uh, <laughs> based on the last few days and based on people that I think are actually optimists being negative about what they've seen yeah. um, it's accurate or might be a little high <laughs> yeah that does that's that's not boating well no no so um, uh, one, is there a team on here that surprises you with their win total at all um, I don't know how deeply you've looked into this I mean um, go ahead can I just be like I like the Bengals. I think it's a disappointment if the Bengals only win 10 games. Like I know there's this weird thing with Joe Burrow where he had that surgery for his appendix or whatever he had out. And now like they're talking about why does he still have an IV in and blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. I, I really like the Bengals and I think they will win more than 10 games, but I've been wrong before. And I know people are counting on the uh, Super Bowl hangover for them. So, and yeah, I, I am, I'm in that division. I don't see how the Baltimore Ravens lose less than nine and a, like lose or don't win more than nine and a half games to me. I mean, if Lamar Jackson's on the field, I, they're not losing. I mean, they had eight games. They had eight wins before he got hurt last year. Right. Uh, they were the number one team in football before he got hurt. So I just, I understand that a lot of the rest of the league got better, but they're going to be playing an easier schedule because they didn't finish in first in their division. And so to me, I, I just, I don't see how they win less than nine and a half games. Um, and one that stood out to me only because I listened very closely to our station mm -hmm. and there was a bet QL promo. And I don't remember the guy's name. You might know him. He wasn't the, the, uh, the Costos guy. He was his yep. fill in. Um, okay. Is it like Ryan Horvat or one of them? Maybe I want to say Quentin it was like Mayo. I don't know, but okay. the person went with the um, Panthers to make the playoffs. They loved the value of it. And then what? the BetQL simulation has the Panthers. 9%. Yeah. Like what? The Panthers stink. <laughs> they have Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. What? So that made uh, me By laugh. the way, I have the answer to our uh, last time. There was not a 12 win team. When was can that? You, can you take a guess? Uh, 
we're saying non-strike year? Um, this may have been a strike year now that I look at it. 1989 so, or eight in there? 1982. That was a strike year. Yeah, that yes. was a strike so year. There was, so that doesn't there was, count. So there were only nine games played that year. Yeah. The highest highest win total was eight. The Redskins were eight yeah. and one. And that team's going to win 12 games in a real season if they go eight and one over nine. That's when um, yep. the kicker won the MVP. I believe the Redskins oh, okay. kicker was the league MVP that year because it was a strike season and he won games for him. I don't know the whole story, but even yeah. in a season where there was only 14 games, I'm still okay. I found, Oh, Nope. Hold on. Hold Jesus. on. I'm still, still scrolling here. Uh, that's 12. Uh, yeah. So I'm into a point in time where there are only 14 games played in the regular season. And there is still a, tw- at least one 12 win team every single okay, season so, and i'm i'm all the way to 19 okay i found it 1971 jesus was the last time there was in, in a non-strike year that there was not a 12 win team there were one two two 11 win teams and a couple 10 win teams but no 12 win teams so you're getting a little sample view into why i don't trust computers and analytics yes 100 percent agree with you shouldn't something that is simulating an nfl season take into account past NFL seasons in the computer? Like uh, yes, the computer should say, if we don't end up with 12, a 12 win team, it means we're going counter to 50, 60 years of NFL history. We need to, tweak, yeah, we need to tweak our simulation somehow. We're, we're not valuing something enough. We're not right. You're not giving, you're not being realistic. This is why I hate computers. No. Well, and so, and, and so I, I bet you all is primarily a gambling website. And so, as a gambler, being the biggest degenerate at our station, uh, I can tell you that it's it's stupid to only the, the thing is is you cannot only use computer projections. You have to use actual factual numbers too, because right. something like fifty years without a season that has no twelve win teams, stupid, tells you there is going to be a team that wins twelve games. Right, especially now where it's a 17 game season. I don't care how good the rest of the NFL is. So tweak your simulation. Like when you get to the end and this happens, you got to re like, don't email it out. It's like when you tried to make a formula uh, for defensive players, like a passer rating and JJ Watt wasn't number one. You're like, "Ah, I got to start from scratch. JJ Watt sucked. Crumple that piece of paper up and start over with something fresh. It's not right. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Since we're uh, over an hour here and corporate likes us to keep these to 45 minutes. Sorry, probably, we went long uh, today. Start to wrap this Sorry, up. we've it, had a couple short episodes lately, so today we went nice and long for you. Damn right. We go long and strong during the preseason. The Patriots are scuffling a bit, I think, would be a way to put it. Early in training camp, the offense doesn't look great. Mac Jones is talking about having to figure it out, the new offense. But the reality is tomorrow's another day, Wednesday, another day, maybe in pads. Uh, One thing that Bill Belichick will probably be happy with as he builds his team this week, temperatures in Foxborough are expected to hit as high as like 97 or 99 later in the week. There's a chance um, it gets to 100 on Thursday, Andy. Uh, So the Trent Browns and the big bodies of the world, make sure you hydrate. And in all seriousness, my guess is, Bill, Thursday, I believe, is the day when um, it's really supposed to be hot. My guess is that'll be a non-padded practice where Bill might pull back a little bit because um, we're not in the Bear Bryant days of the Junction Boys where, like, you yep. don't give them water and you make them work out nonstop in the heat because, you know, people die and yes. uh, tragedies happen. It has happened in the NFL, so they've learned with history. Um, but it's training camp. It's Patriots. And six rings and football things is there on a daily basis to be your eyes, your ears. For example, my ears heard a certain coach 
Um, not happy with a certain rookie defensive back, a fourth round corner who may or may not have the last name Jones, who didn't appear to be paying attention. And it was like a kindergarten class. Are you paying attention? What did I just say? Um, so we're here for everything, everything that goes on at training camp. He's Chris Scheim. I'm Handy Hart. Handy Andy Hart here. And <laughs> Nick Fitzy Stevens is enjoying a Miller Light on a beach somewhere on the Cape. And Amen. I'm not happy. That bastard. I should be doing the same damn thing on my boat, but instead I'm doing a podcast with you because we love our listeners. And we should say we appreciate all the downloads, all the listeners. Uh, corporate, as I mentioned, very happy with the podcast and the foundation we have set, but we want to build upon it. So please subscribe, follow, get us through the Odyssey app, get us through Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to get us. Just get us, listen, rate us, tell a friend, because I promise you it is going to be a... An interesting year, an interesting season of coverage for your New England Patriots, and six rings will be there the entire way. For Chris Scheim, I'm Andy Hart. Until later in the week, peace out. See ya.